It's time for episode 34 of the Clockwise Podcast from your pals at IDG, recorded April 25th, 2014. Clockwise, four guests, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the only podcast that Big Ben could love because, you know, it's the bell that's in the big clock. And we're in London. And this is Jason Snell, and Dan Warren is not with me because I didn't bring him. He didn't fit in my checked bag. Instead, I have three wonderful editors from IDG in the UK joining me for this special episode. Karen Haslam, who works on Macworld, is here. Hello. Hello. Uh, Matt Egan, who is the editor in charge of, you're in charge of all sorts of things, including Macworld and PC Advisor, which is the UK version of PC World. Sure, I'll be the PC guy for today. You can be the, that's right. Hello, everybody. That's good. PC Advisor, then. That's your title. You advise us about the PC, because we don't know. (laughs) And also uh, covering things on the Macworld side is David Price. Hi. Hello. I'm the online editor. You're the online editor. I'm web only. Okay, good. None of that paper business. Disgusting. (laughs) All right, so let's get started. I will bring up the first topic. Apple announced its results um, very late here. I, it's terrible uh, 10, of 10 them PM. to do that. That's that's what. A, you see how hard we have to work over here. Yeah, I hope there's a lot of coffee or tea involved because tea, Jason. Okay, we're, we're I know. I know. We got to keep all the stereotypes. Down. Good. <laughs> I, I drink tea and I don't drink coffee, so I feel at home here. One of the big stories seems to have been the static uh, iPad sales year over year. There was no growth, and in fact, a slight. Decline in iPad sales. Although Tim was quite quick to point out that that <laughs> decline wasn't exactly the way it looked. Right. He he wanted to go go into great detail about the uh, filling the channel for pre-orders of the iPad Mini in the previous year to explain why it wasn't quite as bad as that. But the larger point stands, which is the iPad, which we you know everybody got really excited about. This is a new way of of uh, a new computing device, an entire new category. And uh, growth is, uh, you know, at least temporarily sort of stalled there. The iPhone growth is slowing. Um, and so I, want, I wanted your perspectives on, you know, what this says about what, what Apple is doing and where they're going. If they're, uh, you know, I think the gr- growth rates they had in the past were impossible to continue. But you know, the fact is, it's a change from what we've seen um, now. That, that is one of the things that, you know, Tim was quick to point out that the iPad's been the fastest growing product in Apple's history. It was um, sold t- twice as many iPads as iPhones in the first four years and seven times as many um, compared to the iPod. So, wow. you know, he, he was quite sort of pleased with the story. Um, the question is, you know, it has this rapid rise of the iPad. Is that what's to blame for the slowing of the sales now? It's, or... an, un, it's just an unsustainable position it started out with, wasn't it? It was unprecedentedly successful. Um, and you can't reasonably expect it to carry on like that forever. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I think, I think it's clear to everybody with a sensible viewpoint that Apple is doomed. It's <laughs> <laughs> made $10 billion in revenue in a quarter. I mean, how's that? You know, yeah, they might as well shut down. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think a lot of a lot of what both of you guys have said is very true there. I mean, I think I think the issue I would have taken, and this is this is very much with the benefit of hindsight. It's not something I said at the time, but this idea of a new computing category, I feel that nobody needs a tablet. Jason, I appreciate that you do a lot of your work on a tablet, but I think you're unusual in that, uh, and in, in an iPad. Um, I think if if your principal use of your computer is web browsing communication stuff email and 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 social media um then the ipad is absolutely perfect um but but i don't think 
PCs and laptops are going away. And unlike smartphones, which uh, people will upgrade every year, I think if you've got an iPad 2 and onwards, you don't really need to have got a new one. And, and I think it's perfectly reasonable for sales to slow down. I mean, the important thing is Apple still makes a good chunk of profit on every iPad itself. Right. And if you want a premium tablet, I mean, th- this week I was testing the Sony Xperia Z2, which was interesting to me because it is literally the first 10-inch tablet, and bear in mind I'm the PC guy here, um, that even remotely came close to the iPad experience. And even then, there were some benefits. It's, it's, it's lighter and you know, measurably faster in some ways, but then it's also Android, so the code's not quite as neat and tidy, so it's a bit laggy at, at times. Um, but the point is, it doesn't really matter whether you prefer the Xperia Z2 or the iPad. The fact is, the iPad Air as a 10-inch tablet is still miles ahead of the opposition it probably just is this doesn't stop people from saying you know the reason for the the slowdown in ipad sales has to be all these android tablets you know well we'll probably come on to that a little bit more later on i think but it is the difference between once you've once you've saturated the top of the market and we are bear bear in mind we, we talk about sort of global sales here but actually we're sitting in the uk talking to our beloved us colleague talking to our beloved US uh, listeners um, as if that's the world and actually it isn't. You know, a lot of the growth nowadays is going to come outside of the major Western markets um, and, you know, we've had an economic downturn. Maybe that has some effect as well. But I mean, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad news story. I think Apple was told, Tim Cook was possibly slightly defensive about the way he said that because at the end of the day, you know, the market share at the top of the market for iPad Air is is pretty huge really considering how relatively new the product is you know, my wife has an ipad 3 i think right. and it's fine Why would and she need to we're not thinking of upgrading that at all and even apple seems to have changed their tune i mean i'm sitting here you mentioned that i i spend a lot of time on my ipad i do but i'm sitting here with a laptop sure. right now and when i talk to apple around the mac anniversary that you know their story now is yeah. is uh, to each tool for its own use, yes. and everybody should have everything. So they're not even saying throw away your your, your yeah. Mac laptop and just use an iPad. They're saying use a Mac for Mac things and an iPad for iPad things. So that's not. I I think the we thought maybe this is the end for yeah. the computer, yeah. and now I think maybe not. It's so just, maybe the iPad's not cannibalizing Mac sales, or although is it cannibalizing PC sales? I don't know. I, mean, I suppose if it's if you're talking about the PC that you would have, you know, you just spent these days £300 buying a laptop to do some web surfing and do some shopping while you're watching TV, possibly, because if, you know, I'm sure it's the same for you as it is for me. I get asked that question all the time. What's what's the best budget laptop I can get? And you ask, what are you going to use it for? And often the answer is, well, just get a tablet, because that, that's the same thing. But, you know, to, to throw back to Jason's point, there is now a tablet which, which can be your PC, and that's the Surface Pro 2, and it's mega expensive. And how successful and popular is that? Not particularly, because maybe it isn't. Maybe we don't need to have as our primary computing device something that we can carry around with us everywhere. Maybe it's perfectly all right to have a laptop or desktop at home and in the office that we use for our principal business things and then a lovely tablet that we use for watching TV and, and email and social on media. The train. Yeah. yeah, and gaming. Because yeah. Yeah. that's the other way. Our iOS is still, I think, substantially far ahead in terms of the quality of um, games apps which is very much your area of expertise, I know, David. This is um, absolutely true. You get a lot of games that never even appear on Android that yeah. are big sellers on iOS. It gets most of the other ones first. 
but um, my understanding would be so so saying that I mean that's still a bit of a niche but say if you are the person for whom gaming is an important reason to have your tablet mm. you can probably still run all those games on your um, reasonably uh, iPad 3 or even iPad yeah. 2 probably well yeah this is the strange thing is that the iPad 3 and the iPad 4 are still comfortably fast enough for almost everything you want to do and it, it sort of this is possibly why it's starting to get saturated because people don't need to upgrade. They don't need the iPad Air. It's the thing about <coughs> iOS 7, isn't it? You know, this is an update that works across so many iOS devices and, and basically makes them better. It's a, a similar sort of story with Mavericks, wasn't it? You know, you install Mavericks on your older Mac and, and it improves things. So. I'm going to throw in Windows 8 also because yeah. I'm a PC guy here. <laughs> um, it's, you know, for all the, um, you know, people apparently loathe Windows 8, and I don't know if it's, just, it's the same marketing campaign in the US, but the marketing campaign in the UK at the minute is desperate um, because people apparently aren't buying Windows 8 devices. But for the record, it will make your existing Windows PC faster if mm. you can run uh, it on your existing Windows PC. Well, we should move on to our next topic. Karen, what do you have for us? Um, well, I thought it would be interesting to talk about the Apple TV because obviously uh, there have been a few announcements recently like the um, the Google Chromecast and the Amazon Fire TV and um, mostly though because there's such a big difference between the Apple TV offering here in the UK compared to the US where you guys are getting new channels it seems like every single week. Yeah, there are too many, <laughs> in fact. And we are still waiting for iPlayer and it's kind of embarrassing. It's true that you can stream iPlayer from your um, iPhone using AirPlay. Yeah, using AirPlay. But it's not, it's not the, the kind of thing, simple, si- yeah. simple solution that you would expect from Apple. And to be honest, on my network at home, it often doesn't work. I have to yeah. reset the router. It's just frustrating. Are there other boxes that this have iPlayer? Yeah. All of the other boxes yeah, offer including iPlayer. the games consoles. They offer 4AD. They offer all of yeah. our TV streaming channels. And Apple doesn't. And to be honest, these days, this is how people are consuming yeah. television. Mm-hmm. We can watch Netflix. That's great. You know, UK Netflix is nothing like as good as US And you've got to pay for it as well. So. And you pay for it. But but the point of the, the point is, this is how people are consuming yeah. television now. And in the UK, the Apple TV is just totally missing the boat right now. Absolutely. They really need to improve it. So what's the best uh, streamer box in the UK right now? Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting you said that. I mean, historical context is probably worth bearing in mind that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, we still had four channels, only four channels, unless you got, uh, you were a crank who bought an expensive satellite dish, and that was, that meant you had this huge dish on the side of your house, and your neighbours didn't speak to you. <laughs> In my case, I could live with that. Uh, certainly, the neighbours on one side, but. Um, in, so now we're in this multi-platform world, and. Uh, we're beginning to catch up a little bit, but there is no perfect solution. So many UK digital TV consumers will use either Sky TV, which is the equivalent of Fox, or broadband, or, or Virgin for their broadband. Yeah. And in both cases, they will, in essence, purchase a set-top box, but it will be heavily subsidised, and then they're, they're locked to that provider. So, for example, Sky Plus, which yeah. a lot of people have got, and a lot of people I know have got this, they get iPlayer, yeah. ITV On Demand, 4ID, Demand 5, all of the Sky sure. channels. You know. So why would anyone pick... Apple TV, I yeah. yeah. Well, unless you're an Apple complete. I know a couple of people who have, and it's because all their tech is Apple and they're, they're well, relatively wealthy people. I don't know any actual wealthy people. But they're, they're at the top of the market and, and they want everything Apple. The thing that is a little bit disruptive at the minute, and Karen mentioned it before, I think, is Chromecast. Um, and Chromecast, again, has been terribly marketed in the UK because the TV advert seems to suggest that it's a way of getting YouTube on your TV, which, again... You can get YouTube on your TV via any medium. 
Um, and you can't currently get iPlayer on the Chromecast, I don't Although, think. Although, well, this is the thing, because it's it's slightly confusing what you can do via the Chromecast and iPlayer, but BBC actually announced at the time that Google Chromecast was launched here in the UK that... That although they don't even, don't offer um, iPlayer via, for the Apple TV directly, because the Apple TV only works with Apple devices, that's what they said. They are basically supporting Google Chromecast. Yeah, well, they will. So, that's, that's the point. It's an open market, so anybody, yeah. so Sky can write an app, Virgin can write an app, and they will. And it's thirty pounds, and you can get Netflix. Yeah. And it just it's taking some of the confusion out of the market. And you know, I, I think I think it's a good thing for consumers because I suspect Apple will. Once it turns its focus to the UK, and let's face it, it's going to be principally US-focused, um, it will have to come up with a better um, deal, which will involve negotiations with local content providers. Well, there are rumours that a new version of the Apple TV will have some form of third-party yeah. market, yeah. whether if whether it's just games out. or if it's also for entertainment. Because if yeah. you could, if you can write yeah. apps, yeah. so but right now you have to work behind the scenes with Apple yeah. to build these channels. And if Apple doesn't want to work with you or isn't focused on you, then you won't yeah. ever be on Apple TV. And that seems to be what's happening in the UK. It's strange that they've they've done such a sort of clumsy job with this, isn't it? After what they did with music with iTunes and the iTunes Store. And now TV isn't really coming through to us in the UK. You think that they'd get, they'd get on the bandwagon more easily than they have. All right, we should move on to another topic, Matt. What would you like to talk about? You want to go back to what you yeah, were touching kind on of, about kind of relates, well, it relates to both things we've been talking about, really. Is, is It's interesting. So, so let's start from the Apple earnings call. And, you know, we, we, we're kind of, we've been talking about how potentially it's a bad result that the that, that iPad Air or iPad general, in general sales have, have slowed. And I think it's interesting to me that the growth in sales, even just taking Western markets, does seem to be at the bottom of the market. Um, we had results this week from Tesco, which is a large supermarket here mm-hmm. in the UK. I don't know, you, you, there were some Tescos in the US at one point, but it didn't work. Yeah, um, they did the Fresh and Easy, I think, was right. the name of the store in okay. the US, and I think they're gone. Awful. Yeah, Tesco's is it's certainly <laughs> yeah. easy. I don't know about Fresh. <laughs> Um, but it, you know, it's 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 the Walmart, it's it's, it's the big uh, supermarket in the UK, and they released. It would have been around about October last year because uh, because I, I lent you yes. my Tesco huddle, um, and they released a tablet for next to nothing, eighty pounds, I think it was, um, which was an Android tablet. And the point about it was, first of all, a supermarket was releasing a tablet. <laughs> Which is what? And they weren't giving you a coupon for somebody else's tablet. It was the, the Tesco branded tablet. The and super, they, your supermarket is selling you a tablet. And they put you know enough work into it to mean it was. I think you'd agree an okay Android it, tablet. It was. It was a perfectly fine one of yeah. those cheap Android tablets. Perfectly fine. So this week we found out that since October last year they've sold half a million of these things, <laughs> which in the UK is a staggering yeah. result. Um, and it just brings into relief something that, that we've been talking about a lot recently, which is that, that the growth really is in the bottom of the market. You can persuade premium purchasers who have got a smartphone and potentially these days have two smartphones. You can persuade them to buy a smartphone every year, but that's about it. So where's the rest of the growth going to come? In tablets, if you've got, as we were talking about earlier on, if you've got your iPad 2 that works perfectly well, unless you're really flush with cash, maybe you'll just stay with the iPad 2. I mean, even though the iPad Air looks a bit different, it doesn't look that different and looks are important in this whole market so you know one of the reasons why android in the smartphone uh, stakes and actually windows phone starting to get a tiny little bit of, of a, a foothold into the market is because the people who are buying those devices now are uh, they want something that works and has a feature set that's broadly similar to the premium products but beyond that 
they're not really too bothered and it's about price it's, it's also like you were saying earlier about um people you you advise someone to buy an uh, a tablet rather yeah. than a pc if all they're going to do is surf the yeah. internet and send emails if that's actually all you're doing with an ipad yeah. or a tablet then why do you need anything faster apart from for games really so in the smartphone market in particular, you know, these days in the UK you can buy the Motorola Moto G for about £100. You can buy the 6-inch the Lumia 1320 for about £200. So that's a fablet, and it's perfectly fine. It's not great, wouldn't inspire you. Um, but, you know, say recently uh, my mum wanted to get her first smartphone. Well, you know, I wasn't going to recommend that she bought an iPhone because it would be a complete waste for her. You know, the actually... I got her the Moto G and she loves it. I wish I'd got her the Windows Phone one because it's kind of, it's more iPhone-like in the sense that there's less that can go wrong. It's very narrowly focused. Um, but I just wonder what that means in the longer term for specifically the tablet market, um, but also for smartphones and, and whether we're going to start seeing a race to the bottom in the same way as we did with laptops, which means that these markets are going to be commodified. Um, and I, I think you are going to see growth at the lower end. But I don't think I think I think Apple's just going to think, you know, you're welcome to it, and they're going to continue to play their game, which is Absolutely, premium yeah. products and high margin, and um, and we we keep we we keep returning to this idea of these results being bad. But I think the margins and the profits um, and yeah. the revenues are all up, maybe not up as much as some would like, but they beat analyst expectations on most areas, um, and and I think that's because they're quite happily uh, ticking along with their high margin products. Yeah. Everybody else can fight it out. Go down to yeah. the bottom. Yeah, that's that's a really good point actually, because the um, the margins were up. Um, the average selling price was about twenty five dollars higher, and um, than last quarter, and that basically suggests that more people are buying the iPad Air than the iPad Mini. And there was all that all those fears when the iPad mm. Mini launched that that was going to cannibalize the iPad Air sales. So it's I interesting you, that people are actually going for the more expensive product. In my house, it has because my wife much prefers the iPad Mini to the iPad Air because it's mm. lighter. Um, but all that means is we sold the iPad Air and bought the iPad Mini. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's... I've got, I've got the Mini and, and, I, and I love it. I think yeah. it's the form factor of the future. This is, this is Apple's This is Apple's game. Uh, they, they are not going to come down. They're not the low price leader. They, they will never be. I do wonder sometimes about the pressure that is put on Apple um, and when a category gets defined as being worth something and Apple's too far up. And, and I think about... With computers, the Mac, yeah. you know, the Mac has come down in price, and and it's not a you know Apple's not selling a MacBook Air for two thousand dollars anymore. They're selling it for a thousand dollars, and uh, that so they're not a, they're not, it's not a three hundred dollar laptop or or Chromebook or something like that. But it's not two thousand anymore. And yeah. with the iPad and the iPhone, that's what I wonder is will there be this increased pressure that what they charge now is is just too far up from the from the bargain stuff not that they don't want to be at the high end of the market but they, they uh don't want to be above the ceiling of the market where nobody wants to but buy if you look product. at the, if you look at the manufacturers like samsung in smartphones and nokia actually in smartphones as well and sony they range all the way up and down mm-hmm. um but they do range up to the top so again i, I talked about the xperia z2 earlier that's priced exactly the same as the ipad air right um the galaxy phone the top end galaxy phones and 
you know, the most popular phone in the UK, smartphone in the UK, until this year was the Samsung Galaxy Ace. That's not popular in the term that people like it. It's because it was a, the, the price point. It was dirt cheap. Um, but Samsung still sells, sells the S5 at the top. And I would say that actually in those markets right now, Apple is setting the the premium and those other guys can't seem to make as much profit from it. But um, they're well, some, in a worse position. Some would say that the existence of those lower-end tablets, it sort of tarnishes the brand and that... Um, the fact that Apple just doesn't even dirty its yeah. boots going down there. Apart from the iPhone 5C, which well, this is, is a thing. Which we had year this, old product. We had this great um, wild goose chase with the 5C, is that they were sort of presenting it slightly as a budget phone. Well, they really weren't, isn't. though. I think that was just all the preemptive kind of like... Yeah. There was a dream that Apple yeah, would exactly. do a cheap phone, yeah. and what they, all they did was make last year's model yeah. seem a little newer by giving it some colour, but yeah. it was still last year's model. But I, I've just been thinking... Um, you know, we're talking about um, low-end tablets, and we were also talking earlier about tablet sales declining or, or s- sort of stagnifying. But um, what about how do sort of um, phablets fit into this? Because as, as more and more people are buying big screen yep. phones and everyone's calling out for a bigger screen iPhone, is that what's actually affecting tablet sales? Right, maybe people, most people don't need a tablet after yeah, all. Because if they, they've got a big screen. Especially as, as we're, our, we're using our phones less and less as phones, yeah. having a big cellular device that's also sort of a tablet maybe that's what people so, want anecdotally i can tell you that on my train in which i commute to work mm. um you, you're absolutely right the the large screen phones just proliferate everywhere and again completely anecdotal just an observation but it seems principally that there's a there's a bias towards women um carrying the big phones and i wonder really? if yeah and i wonder if part of it is to do with a uh you know how if you're going to carry something in your bag, carrying mm. one thing rather than the two yeah. things. Um, See, it, my wife very rarely has her her iPhone in her pocket. It's usually yeah. in her purse. Exactly. And yeah. at that point, if it's in your purse... It might as well be six inches. It could yeah. be huge. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Very interesting. This is interesting stuff, and I, I do really appreciate that I got to see the Tesco tablet <laughs> last fall because it, it's, it's. I mean, this is the world we live in, is that yep. you can have a full-on tablet computer that you can get, um, depending on your how much... Uh, meat you buy at tesco you could get it for even for free absolutely so, yeah amazing yeah. world that we live in that that's absolutely. possible that your supermarket is making and selling you a tablet um one more topic on the agenda david what would you like to talk about uh i would like to talk about the iWatch. most Ooh. of all things um which we've been talking about for a long time <laughs> yeah, um, yeah sometimes seems like it's just a rumor possibly coming closer to reality with these results that we've been talking about um, a lot of the things that Tim Cook was saying seem to be very heavy hints towards right. something in that line. Getting closer. Yeah. Sort of, you know, saying that they were hopefully going to be able to reveal something soon. Pull the string on the curtain, I think he said. <laughs> it's a really Steve Jobs sort of phrase. I yeah. really like that. This sort of stagemanship that he's never really shown before. And now he's talking about it in these magical terms. And big, um, big hint in saying that, um, you know, you can see many examples out in the in the market um, place where it's clear that the objective has been to be first but Apple you know they're going to hang around and and make a good product and there are certainly lots of examples out in the marketplace of smartwatches if if Steve Jobs was talking about this he would disparage the whole market right nobody (laughs) wants a smartwatch Nobody this wants was, that. They're, they're terrible. That, wasn't yeah. it? This was Tim Cook really tearing it up, doing his full Steve Jobs impression because he's such a polite guy. But Maybe he wasn't talking about a smartwatch. Though. I mean, it could have been another could category. Be it could be like an iron or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Toaster fridges, apparently. Yeah. yeah, it's been a few years since <laughs> the smart fridge. fridge now. <laughs> but wearables does seem to be 
the interesting thing from the, from the media point of view, if nothing else. And they are they are selling they are selling units. People are predicting it's going to be worth a lot of money. Um, and Apple is is sort of sitting on the sidelines and plotting its its next move. Mm. It would it would seem to to fit with what they do. Um, particularly, we're hearing a lot of this stuff about um, health monitoring hires they're making in the acquisitions mm-hmm. and um, the fitness side of things. It all sort of fits yeah. together within the ecosystem. And also, like it's it's beginning to be a thing. Because again, I can remember yeah. talking to you, Jason, over a year ago, and and you were saying why you like smartwatches, which is something I completely agree with. Which is that um, smartphones are amazing devices, but they've taken us back to pocket watches. Right. It's a thing you have to get out of your bag or your pocket. And there is something brilliant about being able to look at your wrist and, and access that important information. What's changed in that intervening time that I can see is that, I mean, so I'm I'm wearing a fitness band right now. Anybody else, Jason, you tend to it yet? No, I've got a, I've got a smartwatch. I've got a smartwatch. I'm, I'm right. an old-fashioned watch. Uh, uh, and my iPhone 5S is a pedometer because it's got the M7 in it. Right. So. So, of course, so, the M7, massive, massive hint as far as I'm concerned yeah, that our watch yeah. is on the way. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that the market is there now. People are starting to wear these things. When I was in the States a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't believe everybody had some kind of fuel band or, or fuel Fitbit. Band, yeah. yeah. Um, so, 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 it's there. And it is, you know, typically, as I you still, say, Apple gets these markets right. It I still waits. think, though, that right now, you know, they need Apple, someone like Apple, to come around and, and, and make this a better product because, you, like you say, there are a lot of people wearing them. But no offense to anyone here, but it's geeky people who are wearing yeah. these kind of devices. How it's dare not, you? <laughs> it's not your average person on the high street because a lot of these kind of fitness trackers mm. and smartwatches are quite geeky. They're plasticky. They're not, you know. There's I think that's changing. Which that tried to be a little bit designery and a bit fashionable. That's the one you're wearing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, just trying to hide under the table. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, as a as a rule, they're yeah. not they're not your sort of fashion icon. And of course, now they've got their new. Um, uh, retail. Oh, Angela Aaron's right. Yeah. So you know, there's a definite kind of like suggestion of it fitting within the fashion space. Yeah. There've been a lot of hires over the last few years. They apparently have a team of wearable computing experts. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we've got health experts and wearable yeah. experts. I wonder and sometimes. Fashion. If, if we're looking at two things and thinking yeah. it's one, where there's going to be an Apple wearable and also iOS 8 is going to be sort of more of a hub for these sorts of devices where Apple tries to say one of the reasons you get an iPhone is the iPhone works the best with all of the yeah. all of your health tracking devices. And so it's the one you should, if you want to do any of the that. The thing that challenges me about the whole iWatch idea is I'm not sure the watch bit of it is the critical bit. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like you say, it, it's wearable. It's Because I mean, we haven't spoken about Google Glass, right, which is right. the other side of it that's coming in. And, and there's a lot of misunderstanding around the idea that Google Glass as a product is not. It's a technology that will be appended to products, principally the glasses that you three are all wearing, as you suddenly noticed. <laughs> If only we actually had Google um, Glasses. Um, and I think I think the you know the iWatch may not be a watch; it will be a thing that you wear, and it may be a technology, as, as just as Jason mm. said, which, which is which is, which is appended to various different wearables. Um, and and it's interesting you were talking about fashion there because because Apple in particular and all the the top quality tech brands are now moving into um, I would say the fashion and lifestyle world. And we cover them from a tech angle, and that's great, and it's the most important angle. But actually, if you re- if you pick up Good Housekeeping or any of those magazines, they're talking about um, these kind of things. And so, 
again. That's because it's become more mainstream. Yeah, it's mainstream. But, you know, ten years ago, it was very difficult to get the um, anyone other than the tech press to write about Apple. Yep. But then along came the iPod, and suddenly yep. people had them in their bags, and it became much more interesting for the sort of. So, so wearables press. is the next mm. um, yeah. extension of that. It's it's you know it's 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 kind of. So again, it, it, I take your point about them not being mainstream, but when I was in the States, they really were mainstream and it was noticeable. And maybe that's just because the US is further along. Maybe pe- maybe people in the US are just more naturally... Just uh, incredibly fit. Uh, yeah, well, that, that that's Clearly. not always been my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, but, but I think it's, it's coming and a lot of it is about, you know, a visible sign of I wear this thing mm. and it, it says a thing about me. But nobody does that better than Apple. I mean, nope. even if at the moment it's reached a point where it's, it's not so dorky. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to say that Apple comes along and they make a beautiful eye. Oh, no, I think wearables need that's Apple. Be yeah. The yeah. Status. That's, that's what I was going to say, is that I feel like Apple's presence here, yeah. probably the product, but also then the cachet of Apple and having it in stores where people can see it, I feel like the the wearables market needs Apple as much as Apple needs the yeah. wearables, more than Apple needs the wearables market in some ways, because Apple will give it a stamp, yeah. will make it seem less like it's this obscure, fringe, nerdy thing, and uh, and make people who didn't even think it was a thing th- yeah. say, oh, maybe, you know, you know, that friend who comes up to you and says, you know, about technology. Should I care about this now? Yeah. And you're like, wow, I didn't even know you knew about this thing. That's that moment when it's like suddenly this is a thing. That- it's the iPad and tablets, yeah. isn't it? You know, tablets have existed for at least 20 years more. They're, you know, um, yes, but, Bill Gates was trying to sell oh, us desperate. them in the 90s. Yeah. And they were terrible <laughs> products. But the, but the fact is, uh, exactly as you say. Um, you know, it's just it's just an analogy, but it is we're in that situation now. Whereas, whereas, would any of the Android makers have shifted any tablets if Apple hadn't made the iPad? No, and that's that's kind of the point where we are on wearables, I think. Um, so right. hopefully, they are going to release an iWatch. Well, I hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this very special edition of Clockwise. I would like to thank my guests, Karen Haslam. Thank you very much for thank being you. here. Matt Egan. Thank you. Thank you very much. And David Price. Thank you. Thank you. And for all of us here at Clockwise. This is Jason Snell reminding you to watch what you say and keep watching the clock. See you next week. Bye.